welcome back to Voltage Championship Finals review with Uttam and Aryan. So, finally the first Voltage Championship final is over. And there have been a lot of fun in this match of 6 days with the reserve day of day 6 which is normally not played in test cricket. New Zealand, the nice guys came first and finally after 2 years of effort they have lifted the maze and after 20 years 21 years have won an ICC event. After day 4 had been postponed due to rain, on day 5 the New Zealand innings continued with 102 on board with the openers back to pavilion. Has the pitch changed? Is the ball swinging? Pitch definitely seems greener than day 3. Ishan is getting swing. Umrah and Shami are primarily seen ballers. In the 52nd over over, a massive appeal from Ishan and he pleads pad pelaga. That hits the pad but Virat is not convinced which was funny. How are the Indian ballers bowling today? Are they any better than the second day? Don't understand this perception that Indian India did not ball well last time. Maybe Bhumra took a little time to find his rhythm. But they were good that day as they are now. The matter of getting a lesser swing is different. Bhumra and Shami operate differently to the New Zealand attack. I think India missed the trick by not start starting with Shami today. Irrespective of seam or swing, seems like Indian bowlers are bowling a tad bit short and Ishant who seems to be bowling slightly full, fuller is bowling on the legs uh, side line. India needs to attack the top of the sum. Disciplined batting display from New Zealand. From the beginning of the innings, Indians will have to work hard here. Indian bowlers may not be at their best, but they have made sure New Zealand doesn't race away. A couple of wickets and India will be back in the game. Apart from one rush swing from Taylor, nothing given up by the Kiwis. Patience written all over this. Finally, in the 63rd over, there was the first wicket of the day 5 and it was Ross Taylor who needed to depart and Shami provided the breakthrough. Oh yes, finally there is the wicket with a mind-blowing catch taken by Shubnam Gill. Then came Hamdri Nicholas. Patience is one thing. Scoring 3 of 60 balls is another. I can't help but feel that Kane is going to fall for the pressure he built on himself. Then it was another batsman, Henry Nicholas, who played a short inning of seven and Rohit took a stunning and mind-blowing catch and this time it was Ishant. Then the keeper BJ Watling was playing his last test match came but, uh, came but unfortunately he was clean bowled for a single run and Shami was the bowler. The lower order started which was Colin DeGrando. By the way, Shami, feeling a deep square leg, has wrapped a towel like a dhoti <laughs> and is fielding with that, well, things you do when you bowl such dreamy deliveries. Then it was the lunch break and the session belonged to the Indian who had taken three quick wickets to make a comeback. I think a quick fire 30 runs can really put New Zealand ahead. Shami and Nishan were doing so well, not sure how wise it was to bring Bumrah into attack. Then, in the 82nd over, Colin de Grandom was trapped with a magical ball and was plumped and needed to depart and again think who it was, Shami. Then came Kyle Jamison and played a fiery innings of 21 runs and 16 balls and departed. Then came the first batsman of the pace trio, 
which was Tim Saudi. But the skipper was still there on the other side who could have led Tim Saudi. It was a good counter-attack from the Kiwis. A 50-run lead would be effectively rule out the possibility of an Indian win. Finally, the skipper was back to the pavilion for a brilliant 49 runs and defended 177 deliveries. After 94th over, the Kiwis were 221 for 8 wickets and Saudi and Wagner on the crease. Then Wagner also went for a duck and then the last batsman which was Trent Bolt. Finally, in the 99th over, the Black Caps were all out at a, re- uh, at a lead of 32 runs. Then the Indian openers at the middle who were Rohit Man and Shubman Gill. It was 10 overs and India managed to score 24 runs without any wickets. Finally, the Kiwis drew the first blood and Gill needed to depart from a mind-blowing ball by Saudi. Then came the ball, Chiteshwar Pujara. Drinks then, although it's been really gripping, the probability of an Indian win is rather rapidly going down here. The New Zealand ballers need to be credited. In 20, over, in 20 overs, it was 39 runs with a wicket and Rohit set with 22 runs and 53 deliveries and Pujara with 8 runs with 35 deliveries. Everything was going well until Rohit was tricked with a stunning in-swinger by Tim Saudi and after the dis- defensive innings, Rohit needed to depart. Then came the Indian skipper who needed to build a partnership with Pujara and score for India. After 30th over of Indian innings, India managed to score 64 with openers back to the pavilion and it was Tumps on day 5. Kohli and Pujara walking out for India. The Indian captain shakes hand with Watling to congratulate him on his test career. Oh yes, final day for the Kiwi Kiwis keeper today. What does it have in store? Hasn't been much movement so far of the seam. It it's not swinging a great deal either. Certainly in the comparison of to Black Caps first inning with the ball. In the 35th over, Jaminson again provided the biggest blow and again took the wicket of his IPL team mate, his IPL skipper Virat Kohli. And Virat Kohli goes back. India silent, crowd shocked. Ancient faces all over the ground of Indian fans. Nothing was favouring India. It was looking like New Zealand was coaching India and India's first two middle order departed. With Pujara also caught by Taylor of Jaminson, who was all over in, in India in both the innings. Shocking. That's too shocking. Not at all working for India. India struggling in Southampton and desperately need a partnership. Otherwise, the match will be in a state where it will be hard to come back. In the 40th, 40th over, Jamison almost, almost got punt, but Saudi dropped a regulation catch in the slip and Indian fans stood, stood with the tension faced uh, and relieved after the drop. India at 103 after 49 overs and the middle order was breathed by Jamison with Rahane departing in the next over with only 15 runs. Very poor performance from Indian middle order batsman with a hurry, uh, horrifying uh, score of 15, 15 and 13 runs. The lower order with Jadeja there and punts the keeper. By the way, 
so bad performance that was not expected by the Indian middle order. In the lunch of day six, after a horrifying session for India, and would uh, without any doubt Kiwis have won the session and are uh, inching towards the maze. But fasten your seat belts. Pant and Jadeja are not going to hand around. If they come, it will be thrilling. Oh no! Vijay Watling has dislocated the, uh, his right ring finger. But still out there, the, the, uh, they are nice. The Kiwis, but they are not. They are tough. Oh, that hurts. But what hurts more are fall of wickets. With Jadeja back to Pavilion and Wagner is pumped. And why not? They are doing a good job. Hard for India to come back. But if, if we discuss uh, generally, I think New Zealand deserves to win after such a strong bowling attack. Let us uh, see if India can make a comeback. Finally, the main point where the match turned towards Kiwis was on Pant's wicket after he played a rash shot and three away his wicket and an amazing catch. After two deliveries, the last hope, the last lower order batsman, Ashwin departed and it was all over for India. India was all out after a low score of 170 and gave New Zealand a target of 139 to win in 53 overs. After the tea break on 6th day, New Zealand were 19 for no wicket down after 8 overs. In my opinion, each run New Zealand scored was hurting to me in my opinion. Yes, why not required run rate was of 2.5 and India didn't manage to get a wicket. After the tea break, Ashwin provided the first breakthrough again in the 13th over with the first class pin to get Latham stumped and Punt did not miss those. Oh my god, finally one down for Kiwi. And we are, we need more like that. Right said, one wicket won't make a huge difference. Come on, India. In the 15th over, India had caught the biggest fish of black caps. But Kane reviewed and it was given not out. And Kohli shakes his head, uh, shakes his head with a smile. But after two overs, Ashwin again provided a wicket. And this time it was Conway and the Kiwis openers were back to Pavilion. The best middle order batsman Ross Taylor and Kane Williamson on this cre- uh, on the crease. India can't let these two get set. Oh yes, these two can be dangerous if they get set once. Oh, Pant is singing pressure, pressure, pressure. That's funny. If Ashwin does it for le- left uh, leftless, can Jadeja do the same for uh, rightless? 14 of last two overs, bringing it, bringing it down from 93 to 79 needed. I do feel India may be able to put this one off if they take a couple of quick wickets. India looking for control as they have leaked runs attacking for wickets. Just spot it. Ritaman Saha has taken over the keeping gloves from Pant. In the 30th over, Pujara dropped the damn easy catch, the first slip of Ross Taylor. And he was also under pressure, which was easily visible. Bumla was disappointed and the fans were furious, but the helpless. But, but they were helpless. The equation is 49 runs in 19 overs with 8 wickets. If India had lost this WTC finals, 
to uh, some other team it would be have hurt real uh, hurt really bad but new zealand deserves this its smoothness uh, then plan a bit uttam i think it hurts the same amount irrespective of which team india is losing to probably yes you might be correct after 36 overs the black caps were 96 for 2 new zealand inch closer to closure in the 45th over black caps won the match with an amazing four by ross taylor and for them uh, and won the match after 2 years of efforts and uh, and icc event after 21 years thanks everyone for listening this podcast and please stay tuned with us for the last podcast of wtc final reviews with uttam and aryan bye